Oh, hey there, listeners and juicers. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that if you have fallen in love with the Draw Your Dice podcast and want to help put some new fruit on the table, but don't feel comfortable making a monthly commitment, well, you can support the show via the ACAST supporter feature. No gift too large, nor too small. Just click on the link in the show description and know that I am sending you the strongest hug when you do so. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, hell. Welcome, everyone, to the first-ever Game Flight where I take a few of a designer's or brand's tabletop RPG products and give you a sampling, a tasting, if you will, of their finest offerings. And lastly, as a fun bonus, I will pair each game with a wine. And there is no better way to kick this thing off than with our friend Taylor Labresh and Riverhouse Games. Riverhouse Games prides itself in providing a weird and queer experience inside of their designs and translates the feeling of just going out to the cabin with your best mates and going fishing. Weird meaning pushing the concept of play and games into spaces that you wouldn't commonly think about, and queer in instilling a sense of joy, self-love, and self-confidence. Taylor wants to capture the experience of just hanging out with your friends at the cabin and enjoying your relationships while you build the mechanics to help you foster those intimate moments between each other. If you want to learn more about Riverhouse Games, you can check out their website or you can listen to Taylor over on the Riverhouse Games podcast called Game Closet. Now let's start tasting some games. First, if you are unfamiliar with how this series works, I will be doing what in the sommelier world we would call a deductive tasting and review. We examine something with our five senses to determine a wine's place of origin and quality. However, I am not looking to lick or sniff my screen or my books, so instead our five senses here will mostly involve our brains and soul. We will look at a game's complexity, both to learn and to execute, how it tickles the imagination with its flavors and setting. We will try to grab a sense of the feeling and experiences we garner from the text and gameplay. And lastly, what wine would I pair with the whole package? Let's just get into the first game with Full of Memory and Anger, a game about the forest from Riverhouse Games. 
The cover is a beautiful horizon of pines and evergreens that disappear into a background of heavy morning mist, as if to go on forever. When you go beyond the cover, you are greeted by a fable of sorts. This will be a running theme in the games we examine today. The passage explains to you that you are the forest. You are ancient and old and have grown beyond the need for rain, but crave the blood of those that would be hateful or destructive towards you. Adventurers or industry that dare walk your trunks with steel and flame, as they take no notice of the devastation to the wood and stone of your make. You are the guardian of this woad. In the game, you play as fey creatures living in this forest and defending it from adventures, industry, and pollution all the same. This is a game for one to five friends. The game would love for you to play in the nearest old forest, but a quiet area will do. Dirt and sticks to draw ephemera into, though paper and pencil work as well. And time to breathe deeply. Have to love a game that wants you to take care of yourself. Also, the game has a brief message that explains that even if you are enacting violence and wrathful scenes in the narrative, that you should always be able to zoom out and check in with the friends you are playing with who love you and remind yourselves that you are indeed playing a game, asking you to use any safety tools you see fit to communicate with each other and enjoy the fiction. The game plays over three phases with a prologue and an epilogue. The prologue has each player go find a unique tree, fictional or real, that you call yours. Hug it, remember it, know its leaves, and feel its bark. Then, you all will draw the forest and build the setting with prompts from the book. After that, you take on a brief meditation under your chosen tree, and then awaken to the forest being invaded. The book then goes into instructing you how the different scenes will operate. Every scene has two encounters with a passage of time and unique invaders for each event. You will add to the story of the forest and you will always win. For you are the forest's retribution. The three phases, or better labeled, sections of the forest are the forest's edge, the tangled growth, and the heartwood. Each phase provides you with invader prompts and time passage prompts, where you commit to exercises and role-playing the game provides. Additionally, as you complete each prompt, you will be asked to mark off selections from four lists known as Overgrowth, Entropy, Haunting, and Stillness, as you complete each scene prompt during the game. These selections will help you connect with the world of the forest, and as you dance through the phases, you will then begin to form your existence and eventually your epilogue as you, the face spirits. These selections will help connect you with the world of the forest, and as you dance through the phases, you will then begin to form your existence and eventually your epilogue as you, the face spirits, fall back into deep slumber until you are next called upon. So let's take a look at these metrics. Complexity. Picking up the game is as easy as the movement you are able to conduct with your body. It is a welcome form of free expression through physical movement and mental clearing, giving you a structure to meditate and breathe and be present. While you can play at home, I think the game's true form is in the act of being one with the forest for a time. All this means is that it's a perfect excuse to go out camping with your closest friends and just enjoying the land and yourselves and each other. The flavor. 
The game tickles my sense of deepening and understanding of a single place, of a place older than I am. The implied setting and how it connects will allow for me to pull it up for any future games I run. The emotion and the experience. While it is unknown to me if these emotions were by design or not, this is what I felt. The game has me explore thoughts of shared intention with my playmates, a unified purpose, and I also get introspection of self-reflection, allowing me to search how I feel when someone outside hurts or has no regard for what I care about. And it also taps into a sense of mindfulness as I take time to be in the present and be in the moment with the people I care about most. And finally, this game's pairing. My recommendation for this would be a Burgundian Pinot Noir. These wines can typically be known for hints of old world flavors of leather with rich red fruits like red currant or deep pomegranate, with having a ton of tannin creating a soft experience on the palate. Though I personally love mine a little spicier, so I'd look for something that has a decent casking age of maybe three plus years. You can also find an American equivalent in Oregon, namely the Willamette Valley. And with that, up next is Break Up On Entry, a competitive role-play game about betrayal. The cover of the game is a smoldering piece of paper on the right side with an excerpt to the left, setting you up with the setting once again. Humanity has reached beyond the stars and killed their gods. In their place, mechs, capable of grievous harm and inciting war. We will investigate the dramatic, intense, and secret lives of the pilots you play. Beyond the cover, we establish the game and your role in engaging with it. You will create the next generation of mech pilots, the ones before you were murdered by the opposing faction. This game is designed for two players playing as mech pilots who do not know of... This game is designed for two players playing as mech pilots who do not know that their arch nemesis sleeps beside them every night. The game has war plot energy and, as the previous game, another briefing on the importance of checking in at all times and applying safety tools for your game. You will also need two index cards, each detailing your respective pilots, and a deck of playing cards, the latter of which you will divide into piles of their respective suits and set the King of Hearts aside by itself. You can adjust the length of your experience of play by removing a number of cards from these piles as determined by the instructions. You will then shuffle any or all remaining cards back together and then slip the King of Hearts in somewhat near the bottom. Hot. Then, you will each draw seven cards and begin your final confrontation with each other, unknowing that you are facing the other, as both rival and lover. You recognize the lover side by their name, and the rival through their call sign, the insignia of the faction that you face with malcontent. You play the game in clashes and themes. Themes of the scene are based on the suit of the cards, meaning all clash plays must stay on suit. Each card will have a question that needs answered segmented by its respective value and suit as you play it from your hand. Players will continue to play higher and higher value cards of the theme until one runs out of that suit or cannot play a higher value. The last to play takes the pile and sets it aside for later. Clubs will ask you to fill in the history of the war with flashbacks. Diamonds will ask you about your civilian life. 
hearts will ask you of your relationship with your lover, and spades may ask you to suffer harm. After every card, you will ask if the other player wants to keep playing or end this seeming stalemate. The winner will describe their major blow they inflict, and the other player will describe the damage they take in the clash. Then both will draw back to seven, and the loser will begin the clash again. Once the players run out of cards to play, they will tally the cards they collected during the clashes. The player with the most cards collected will then have to decide what to do about their rival, whom you must stop at any cost, though killing is not the only option. Should you run a draw, the command ships of both factions notice your stalemate and open fire in your directions, causing the moon to explode, killing you both in a beautiful symphony of lasers and glimmering lunar rock. Metric time. Complexity. Setup is can be a little bit involved, depending on the length of the game you intend to play in terms of setting up the deck, but truly not difficult at all. Essentially, you are playing the kid's game of war. Biggest number wins with a modified rule of continuous war on suit. You loved it as a kid, and you will love it here. The flavor. <laughs> I love mechs. Gundam animes have been a staple for me for a long time, especially Gundam Wing, which contains all the drama you could ask for. Also, that Kataribaba winner? That aside, I think that this is the closest I get to liking sci-fi genres, and to fight amongst the stars is awesome. The experience and the emotions. The experience of doing battle with your loved one can be a vehicle for understanding a relationship better and also examines how external events can weigh on you depending on how closely it affects you, which can blind you to those closest beside you. This may open up new versions of the person you thought you knew. The wine. As Napoleon said once in history at some point, in victory, champagne, and in defeat, even more so. While you may not be able to get champagne, you can find a great effervescence in wines from the Lior Valley in France, especially so with Viognier wines. These wines can have a light and crisp tartness like the edge of a blade that can slice away and quench your thirst like a Sprite on a hot summer day. You can find an American alternative in some Washington state wines and Spanish wines of the same varietal. Lastly, in our game flight, we have... This is a game about fishing. Queer eco-punk using belonging outside belonging. The cover is bold lettering in front of a pyramid architecture made of modern materials like metal and glass with a large golden bass embellished on the front. Going past the cover, we get another warm up into the setting. You get a paragraph of days long past as your grandmother regales you with thick pike. Hot. And pictures of chromatic coral reefs. Different to today's cinder block and barnacle-ridden water barriers, the littering of empty shells of police mechs that house the eels and squids of the once boiled ocean, a high-tech age of solar panels and wind turbines. But the fish aren't gone, merely coveted, and you will play those that take them from greedy hands. You play a story of those Robin Hood-like individuals attempting to steal back the last of the fish to do with as you see fit. Repopulate the oceans, eat them, sell them. The choice is yours, and you've assembled a crack team, Chief. You play as some queer fisher folk in a world that has faced its ecological apocalypse, and some people have it much, much better than you. 
you also know the names and addresses of those people. This game is about shitposting, stretching the limits of credulity, and how the absurd can offer shelter to those in need. This game has you select from a wide roster of playbooks like the muscle of the knuckle and the precision of the pinbone. In addition, each playbook has a set of fictionally triggered shared moves across all playbooks and a set of moves unique to that playbook. The cool twist here is that you get to pick how they resolve as you play. The playbook decides the first half of the move, and you get to pick from a list of resolutions to attach to that move. You'll take a number of situations on the jobs you undertake and the positions you get yourself into. At the end of the day, the experience is truly in your hands, and this has been true of this game's siblings as well. Be silly, be weird, be gay, and this game in particular has you do crime as well. So, the complexity. This game is amazingly easy to set up and easy to play. The playbooks have built-in creation prompts to aid in conception of character, and the ability to create your own moves allows you to double down on those concepts. The flavor. I also love eco-punk, ho-punk, solar-punk settings or themes. I want as much of that to enable us to construct and invent a better future, or to imagine what we would do if we had a second chance, if we truly are fucking things up now. The experience and the emotion. It's one of those shared goal games where we are on the same page about how we want to protect what we have and disrupt those who endanger the places we live. Lots of camaraderie displayed in rolling up your sleeves, putting on your waders, and doing things the old dang fashioned way. It's a beautiful thought experiment in terms of getting past the misery that is reality and a reminder that reality is what we make of it. And what wine would I pair with this? This one for me is easy, a Spanish Alburino from the Galatian region of Spain, known for their seafood. Clean and pure like the world we want with elements of bright lime in some styles. Old world wines, however, tend to not be very fruit driven, and so there's a ton of minerality and structure to explore out there. Overall brand impressions of Riverhouse games. Weird and queer tabletop design. In every game, that has been the principle. Expressing a sense of joy and self-love, working towards a shared goal of protecting what you hold dear. This brand gives you the permission to manipulate the rules every time, to exercise your right to play. Riverhouse Games is beautiful, and Taylor LaBresche is kind. You can find links to all the games that we talked about today, as well as links to get in touch with Taylor and links to Taylor's podcast, Game Closet, in the show notes. There's also a special bundle package link for Riverhouse Games attached to this episode that you can use to purchase all three of these games at one time for your convenience. Now, with all due respect, I'm going to grab my rod and wheel. Now, with all due respect, I'm going to grab my rod and my reel and my tackle box and my waders. I'm going to head on down to the riverbed and catch me some steelhead. And I will catch you on the next Game Flights. Happy fishing, y'all. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Game Flights. 
Again, you can get all the links to reach out to Taylor as well as links for Riverhouse Games and the bundle down below in the show notes. If you like this episode or if this is your first episode, please feel free to subscribe and follow me on your favorite podcast distributor for more Gameflight content coming soon to you, as well as other interviews from the Slice and Dice features I have on the channel. And please support me over on Patreon if you liked what you heard today. In due time, I will see you next time. And remember, everyone, keep broadening your tastes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.